Hey, good morning. Welcome to the Morning Brew. I'm Leslie, and I'm glad to have you here with me this morning. I am not good with this um, uh, talking to myself thing. I, I'm talking to y'all, but I'm talking to myself, and it feels weird. But in this episode, I'm basically just introducing myself and my life and sharing my goals with you for this podcast. So grab your coffee and sit down with me. Hmm. I need this so much this morning. So wonderful. My son is awake already. So if you hear the TV in the background, um, it, I try to get up super early to uh, have a few minutes to myself and wake up before the kids get up. But this morning it didn't happen and I overslept. So at six o'clock they were up or he was up. Everybody else was sleeping. Let's see where to start. Um, I feel like I'm on a very literal and very public blonde date, and I have to impress you. Uh, but the truth of it is, I'm a nobody. I'm a mother and a wife. Um, I had three girls when I was in my 20s, and after 10 years of marriage, we were divorced. And then I went through several years of hell. That's all. A whole different series on its own. Uh, then I got remarried in 2016 and had another baby at 40. Yeah, you heard that right. 40. I was 40. Uh, I was almost done. And I started over. And then 14 months later, I found out I was pregnant again. It's my fifth child. My little pandemic babies. I call them my terror squad. You'll see why promise. And well, I love all of my kids. I'm sorry, I'm yawning. I'm so tired this morning. I love all my kids, but you, my friends, will hopefully be my new coffee companions throughout the week. It's either y'all or my three-year-old at five o'clock in the morning. And I gotta be honest, while I do enjoy our sippy cup and coffee time and, and the conversations that you can only have with a toddler, uh, I, I really need a small sense of what it's like to talk to other adults, even though I'm sitting here talking to myself, but I know you're out there listening to me, so that makes me feel better. Uh, I'm sure a lot of y'all out know what I mean. Uh, if any of you would like to chat with me over coffee sometime, you can email me at themorningbrew at myyahoo.com. I'm up and moving around by almost about five o'clock, about every morning. I've learned over the last few years that I've I get up just just early enough, I'm able to have a little bit of time to myself to wake up and have my coffee and watch some of the news before all hell breaks loose. This morning, it didn't happen. Um, and hell usually breaks loose between 6 and 7 o'clock in the morning. My husband doesn't get it. He thinks I have it made. Like, he seriously thinks I'm laid up on the couch every day, all day, watching movies while my toddlers feed me grapes and fan me like I'm the queen of the Blue Ridge Mountains. Reality is more like, I keep yawning, jeez. Reality is more like wake up at the ass crack of dawn because the terror squad doesn't sleep, like ever. I force a pot of coffee in me, get myself up, get, get myself and everybody else dressed for the day, cook breakfast. Oh, gosh. <clears throat> breakfast will inevitably be thrown all over the floor. 
for me to pick up. And I wash the dishes, pick up toys about 70 times, 75 times throughout the day, listen to Bluey on the TV for eight straight hours. Because even if nobody's watching the TV, my son thinks that this thing has to be on. Every TV in every room has to be on and it has to be on Bluey. Then I have to play with the kids, whatever they want to play. And even if I'm too tired to, I still have to do it. Wash the laundry and make the beds. And I have to make those beds probably two or three times a day just to get destroyed. All the while saying things I never thought I would ever say in my life. Like quit biting the dog. Quit licking in the floor. Quit spitting on your sister. Don't eat out of the dog's bowl. And my, per my personal favorite. Please get your head out of my butt and let me walk. Seriously, I have to tell my son that. A full pot of coffee, a five-hour energy, energy shot by 8 o'clock, that is absolutely 100% necessary if I'm going to be able to do all the things and survive the day. Some days, I have a couple energy shots. I'm not going to lie. My youngest daughter, Charlie, she's two. She was recently pre-diagnosed with a mild form of autism, and this is one of the things she does. She plays in her poop every single day. At some point, I know I'm going to be cleaning poop off of something, off the walls, off her bed, off her body, out of her hair. Sometimes, sometimes that's two or three times a day. On top of the normal chores, extra chores, in the middle of the worst chaos, I know I'm going to be cleaning poop off of something at some point. And it's always at the most inopportune moment or when I'm most tired. I have tried everything I was told to do to prevent this, but nothing has worked. So if you've got ideas, please send them to me. This is, I mean, it's, it's craziness. So yes, my dear husband, if you're listening, I have it made. I am constantly stressed, constantly going, constantly underappreciated, overworked, undervalued, overlooked. I get the least amount of sleep out of everybody in this house, and I almost never feel like an attractive woman because I'm basically the house bitch who takes care of everybody. The only thing I can say is I do at least get paid in kisses and nuzzles from the terror squad, and sometimes that makes all the hard stuff worth it. I know y'all think I'm complaining, but I'm not. You know those memes that have the expectations? So on one side, you've got like this perfect 1950s mom and she's pushing a vacuum while smiling and wearing a dress and heels and her hair is perfectly styled and in place. And then you got reality on the other side, which is totally frightening and looks like the mom just stuck her finger in a light socket, makeup running, still in her PJs, hair half thrown up in a messy bun. That reality is my life story. The only difference is I actually get dressed for the day. <clears throat> Parenting isn't easy to begin with, and every child is different, but being a stay-at-home mom is one of the hardest jobs out there. I don't get a lot of adult interaction, and being that there is something really, truly different about pandemic babies, I have a hard time going anywhere by myself. I, I order my groceries because I'm not taking these kids out to the grocery store. I'm not doing it. I'm not going to do that to other people. It, it, no, I won't. You're welcome. Uh, as I stated before, I'm remarried. We just celebrated 
our seven-year anniversary on the 10th of September. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I don't know how he puts up with me and my random DIY projects, honestly. But I do know this. There is one thing about a man that is guaranteed. If you want something done, go to his tools, pick out the most ridiculous, most expensive, least appropriate tool for the job, and tell him you're going to do it yourself. I promise you, you will never see a man move faster to get something done. That honey-do list will be checked off before you know it. Some wives hold, uh, withhold sex when they get mad. I threaten to touch his tools. And no, that is not a euphemism. I mean, the goal is to get them to do what, they, what we want them to do or we need them to do, right? We don't want to punish ourselves over it. Women get just as cranky as men when we don't get no love inside. I ain't going to do that to myself. Got to hit him where it really hurts. The man toys. Again, not a euphemism, but I know how that sounds. You know the ones to go for, too, because when you open that tool shed or garage or toolbox, it's that one tool that shines like gold, that one tool that sings out to you like it's forbidden fruit. Don't touch it, don't touch it, don't touch it. Also, I should note that I am no longer allowed in his shed. And he took my hammer and my screwdriver. Basically, I've lost all privileges to any tool or anything that closely resembles a tool, but whatever. We had a good run. Your man might catch on quicker than mine did, but you'll get at least one big thing knocked off that list. I guarantee it. Kids are a little smarter. Yeah, I mean, you can't manipulate a kid into doing anything. I tell my kids I'll take their toy or their TV or put them to bed, and my son will look at me and be like, do it, Mom. Like, he's daring me or something. He's three. When I was growing up, we feared our parents. Kids today, they don't, they don't care. They're not scared of you. They're like, whatever you do to me, I'll do something 10 times worse to you. Go ahead. Take my toy. I'll smear poop in your shoe and then play in the toilet with your toothbrush. They don't care. I get 27 new gray hairs almost daily. Hair dye is pretty much pointless and a waste of money at this point because my son will scare the dye right out of my hair within a day. You remember growing up and hearing, this is why we can't have nice things? I totally get that now. In the past two years, I have gone through two computers, two laptops, a Google Home, a doorbell, their second TV in their bedroom, and most recently an iPad due to my son's big helper, fix it himself, destructive spray milk on everything, and then sneak off with it after I've said no face. Yeah, terrible twos. If, if twos are terrible, threes are torture. Charlie, she's the easiest going, loving. Feelings get hurt if you look at her the wrong way. But she's like a 16-year-old trapped in a two-year-old body. Look at her and say no, and she'll throw her head back in this big, dramatic way. Put her tiny little hands over her face, but not really quite touching her face. Like, like in a soap opera. And she'll run off to her room and slam the door shut. Seriously, I don't think any of my older kids slammed a door until they were in high school. After having five kids, I consider myself a pro at selective hearing. My older girls would argue and fight all the time. My two younger ones do it too. And my husband's like, they're driving me crazy and you act like it doesn't affect you at all. Or he'll say, there's no point in watching this movie. How can you hear it? Well, after having five kids, you learn to two things out. It's a mom thing. My older girls have stood right in front of me talking and they'll be like, mom, did you hear me? Nope, turned it and, mom, you're looking right at me. I'm telling you, I'm such a pro now that my selective hearing has taken on a life of its own. So, yep, 
I probably was. And I know that I saw your mouth moving, but I also knew it was going to be a no as soon as I heard mom can I. So I just, my hearing just shut right off without warning. I do it to my husband too. If I hear I need, can you, are you going to, I automatically go deaf. Sorry, can't hear you. On a serious note, no matter what happens or how stressful my days are, my biggest goal uh, with this podcast is to promote positivity, love, friendship, happiness, forgiveness, hope, faith, family, laughter, and adventure, not just for my children, but also for everybody out there who needs to hear it. Believe me, you're not alone. There was a time in my life when I stayed so depressed. I was so broken. And I pretty much went through the motions to get through the day the best I could. I just wanted to get the day over with. There was no joy, no love, no happiness, no peace within myself. I mean, I was truly broken. It took me finding a really, truly wonderful friend who put little positive notes on my bathroom mirror. like you're beautiful or love yourself today or randomly leave me little uh, handmade cards and candy corn. Yes, candy corn. I love candy corn. It's my favorite candy. She would leave that stuff on my doorstep. And it took that to teach me the value of friendship, love, and a positive mindset. It took a long time and she never gave up on me. And one day I woke up and those silly little notes on my bathroom mirror actually made me smile without really even thinking about it. It wasn't forced. It wasn't a fake it till you make it like it had been all those days and weeks and months before. It genuinely just made me happy. And that's when I I started making goals for myself. At first, they were small, like find one positive thing about the day or get that closet cleaned out today or play outside with the kids today. Every life-changing event starts with a small goal. Eventually, I built a business I could be proud of, became fiercely independent for the first time in my life, found small things every day that made me smile, and I loved myself enough to move on from the sadness and find my own happiness. You see, the moment those little notes stopped being an annoyance to me and became a genuine smile, that was the moment that changed my life for the better. We're all going to have some bad days. And, and let me tell you, the good thing about having a bad day, and yes, there is a good thing about having a bad day. There are only temporary moments in your life, and you need those bad days occasionally to truly appreciate the good ones. But the worst thing you can do is let those bad moments, those temporary moments, become a mindset. I used to depend on other people around me for happiness, but what I found out was that it wasn't real. It was a Band-Aid. Once that person left, the Band-Aid was ripped off and the depression, the sadness, it was, all, it was all back. Then I depended on alcohol for a while to hide it. As long as I was drinking, I was numb to the emptiness and could ignore the fog in my mind that was constantly racing. But once I sobered up, it all come flooding back full force again. Anything or any person you use to try and fill that void with is going to be a band-aid. It's going to be a, de a temporary cover. You have to be able to find it within yourself. And I promise you it's there. You have to empty and rid yourself of all the negativities in your life, including certain so-called friends who are only there to revel in your misery. And you know who I'm talking about. Partners who are toxic to you who don't treat you right, who are 
who are ugly to you, and even your own negative thoughts. Replace them all with something positive, a new activity, a new hobby, a new friendship. Replace your one negative thought with three positive ones. Let go of your crutches and try to forge a new path. I hope to be an inspiration in your life. Maybe I can help you through something you're going through or be a source of happiness in your day. Maybe I can be that friend that puts the silly little sticky notes on your mirror. Figuratively, of course, that would be kind of creepy. Or maybe I can be someone you can relate to so that you know you're not alone. Maybe I just feel the silence in your home today or quiet the storm in your mind for a minute. Whatever the reason, I'm glad you decided to have coffee with me this morning and let me ramble on for a bit. One day, I hope to tell you about my lost years. But for now, that's a story for another day. That's a that's probably a 10-part series. And I'm not ready to tell that story yet publicly. Speaking of which, I'm working with an amazing and, and, and truly encouraging woman named Rachel who does need to tell her story to the world. That's a series of The Morning Brew you really don't want to miss. Her story is full of hope and sadness, drama, love, fear, grief, faith, recovery, the courage she has to even tell her story, the depth of her faith, her positivity after what she's been through is simply astounding. I will put this disclaimer out there, though, that this series could have possible trigger warnings, as we do discuss in great detail the many forms of domestic abuse, violence, drug abuse, stalking, and human loss. If these topics are too hard for you to hear, please get the series. She's never told her story publicly, and the hope is that it may help others who have gone through or, or who are going through something similar. Okay, y'all, that's it for me. If you have any questions or a topic you'd like for me to cover on the Morning Brew, or if you'd like to participate in an upcoming show, please send me an email at themorningbrew at myyahoo.com. And I said that weird. I don't know. I'm still tired. The morning brew at myyahoo.com. Okay. Make sure you leave your first name, city, state, and the best way to contact you. I do want to leave you with this, though. Try to wake up with one positive thought in your head, no matter how small it may seem. I hope I've given you at least one tiny little thing to smile or laugh about in my short time with you this morning. If I have, then that truly makes my day brighter. Take time for yourself, even if it's five minutes in the shower alone. We all need a few minutes each day to rejuvenate and de-stress. Mine is hiding in the closet with a secret stash of Milky Way bars, but you know, I have no shame. It is what it is. Remember to add the morning brew to your playlist, save it to your phone, download it, whatever it is you do to hear my latest episodes. Uh, also, you can follow me on Facebook at Kessler Experience or over on Instagram at Irish underscore underscore. <laughs> I'm so tired. Irish underscore twindemic. To see our, our daily shenanigans, reno updates on our home and more. And until next time, find your adventure, keep your humor, and be positive. Stay blessed, y'all.